Page 21, Chapter 4, Jordan Victories and triumphs are normal for our God. There'll be more victories ahead of us in our Christian walk. Our best is yet to come. We've only seen the tip of the iceberg, but God is after something else in our fellowship with Him. He wants to bring us to the Jordan experience. The meaning of Jordan in Hebrew is descender. It has its root from to descend or to go downward. A descender is the part of a letter. When written on a line, it goes below the line. Letters such as G, P and Q have a descender. The Jordan is a place of baptism, not merely the putting away of the filth of our flesh in a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 3 verse 21, but a place where we die to self and selfish ambitions, we voluntarily decide to decrease. 4a. The Jordan Experience of Jesus Our Lord Jesus himself was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, Matthew 3 verse 13. The baptism of Jesus was definitely not the removing of the filth of the flesh, for he was a sinless man and a lamb without spots. It was not a good conscience toward God, for he never broke God's law, hence he had no reason that his conscience should accuse him of any evil deed. Romans 2 verse 15 Though it represented his physical death and resurrection, moreover it talked about Jesus deciding of his own accord to decrease, that the Father might increase. Just like the picture of the baptism above, the two men could be standing having only the water up to their waists. In the Jewish baptism, no one pushes you into the water, but you immerse yourself in the water and the one ministering the baptism helps you to come out of the water. Therefore, John the Baptist did not mean John who immerses or dips people, but rather John who causes people to immerse themselves. It is a voluntary act. We decide to die to self that God may increase in us. Jesus was fully God, having the same attributes as God the Father. He was not robbing God when he said to the Jews before Abraham was, I am, making himself equal to God. But he humbled himself by taking his human body, served and obeyed God the Father on earth, even to the death on the cross. Philippians 2 verse 6 to 8 and John 10 verse 33. 4b. Jordan a willing, not forceful experience. It was of his own will that Jesus decided to decrease, that God may increase in his mortal body. He had the power to remain up in heaven as God, equal to God the Father, and even on earth he had the power to refuse to go to the cross, but he did it of his own free will. He said, My father loves me because I lay down my life to take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received from my father. John 10 verse 17 to 18 For C. Love is a driving force. We must realize love is a driving force here. 
Jesus knew his father loved him, so he obeyed his father's commandment, not because his father was being forceful, but because of the love of the father. For where there is love, the commandments of the father are not burdensome or grievous to us, but a delight. We are happy to keep them. 1 John 5 verse 3 the love of God is the power that compels or drives us or constrains us to love others. Jesus knew and believed the love that the Father has for him, 1 John 4 verse 16. To make it through the Jordan experience, our heart must be rooted and grounded in the love of God, Ephesians 3 verse 17. In John 21, Jesus comes to the disciples who went fishing. He comes to establish the secret of love being the driving force that will make one willing to die to self. Prior to that teaching, the disciples thought it was by their own powers. Thomas said in John 11, Let us go back to Judea, and even if we have to die with Jesus there, then so be it. And all said likewise. Peter said to Jesus, Even if all the other disciples are scattered from you, I will not be. But when the test came, all of them were scattered from Jesus, and Peter was found denying Jesus. But when Jesus came to them in John 21, he told Peter, Do you love me? When they grasped that it was all about love, that we love God because he first loved us, Almost all of the disciples of Jesus were martyred. They too were able to go through their Jordan experience like Jesus. Jesus decided of his own will and power to decrease that God may increase. Just like in the baptism at the Jordan, the one ministering the baptism will help the person who immersed himself to come out of the water. Jesus knew that by decreasing before the Father, the Spirit of God the Father will raise him up from the dead. Romans 10 verse 9 and Romans 8 verse 11 As followers of Jesus, we must imitate Jesus. If Jesus has to die to self and reach a point where he said, Not my will, but your will be done, we should say likewise. Luke 22 verse 42 John the Baptist puts it into this term for us. He, being Jesus, must increase and I must decrease. John 3 verse 30 4D. Learn to ascribe all the glory to God. Whatever victory, successes or coronation we have, we must be careful to give the glory back to God. Even the twenty-four elders in heaven fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him, who lives for ever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne. Revelation 4 verse 10 If only we are careful to acknowledge that the Lord is the one who crowned us, for he said he has made us a little lower than the Elohim, and he has crowned us with glory and honor. Psalm 8 verse 5. It shall be well with us. God is telling each one of us, I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images or the works of man's hands. Isaiah 42 verse 8. 
Many times we think it is by our own power, ability, that we are where we are in life. We do not give the glory to God, but to the work of our hands. 4e. We die to self to receive the resurrection power. Jesus went to the cross not because he wanted to please the Pharisees and priests. He did not answer Pilate with a single word, not because he could not, but in obedience to the word of God that needed to be fulfilled through him. The Jordan is a place we empty ourselves of ourselves, so that God may fill us with his resurrection power. In John 12 verse 24, Jesus tells us, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides or remains alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. We see how God works. When Jesus died and the Spirit of the Lord raised him from the dead, he was now able to bring many children to God. He thus made both of us heirs and joint heirs with him. None of that would have happened if Jesus did not die. When we deny ourselves and die to self, God empowers us and we become more Christ-like. We have his character, bear more fruit of the Spirit, and his miracle-working power is at work in our life. The result is people will be helped, delivered, and brought into the kingdom of God. But if one refuses to die, he will abide alone. Jericho might be the only victory in that person's life and he will be the only person born again because no one wants to receive his message of salvation, his character and the fruit that he is bearing do not reflect the person of Jesus. Jesus said people will know us by our fruits. Matthew 7 verse 20 Chapter 5 Jordan East by now Elisha and Elijah have crossed onto the other side of the Jordan to the east side. The east is where the bright and morning star rises, our Lord Jesus, Revelation 22 verse 16, where the sun of righteousness arises with healing in his wings, Malachi 4 verse 2. Elijah was prophetically pointing Elisha to Christ, not toward himself. We must be careful not to point people to us, but to Jesus. 5a. One must point people to Jesus. John the Baptist said it this way, He was only the friend of the bridegroom, and the person that has the bride is the bridegroom, not his friend. John 3 verse 29. In those days when they had a wedding, the bridegroom would bring a spokesman called the friend of the bridegroom. He is supposed to extol the greatness, the nobility, and the goodness of the bridegroom. He draws all attention to the bridegroom and presents a dowry to the bride. Under no circumstances is he to praise himself, use the description or the dowry of the bridegroom to betroth the bride to himself. This happened to Samson. His best man or friend of the bridegroom was given the bride in his stead. Samson paid for the seven days wedding feast and paid the dowry, Judges 14. When he came back to take his bride, he realized she'd been wedded to the friend of the bridegroom. He was in such a fury that he unleashed 300 foxes in flames into their plantations to burn all their crops, Judges 15. 
Jesus is the bridegroom. We are just the friend of the bridegroom. He paid for the wedding feast and the dowry when he died on the cross, and then when he rose from the grave on the third day, he married us. No one else but Jesus should claim the bride, lest we face the wrath of God like the Philistines did when they took the bride of Samson. We follow people as long as they follow Jesus, and we imitate people as long as they imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 and 1 Corinthians 4 verse 16 If they do not imitate Christ, we do not follow them in that particular aspect. For instance, when Peter was playing the hypocrite with the other Jews in Antioch, Paul did not imitate their hypocrisy. Galatians 2 Peter was still a great apostle of Jesus, and believers had to imitate him as he imitated Christ. But in that particular aspect of hypocrisy, because he feared what the Jews would say about him, Paul did not follow Peter. For Peter's behavior was not pointing to Jesus in that particular aspect. 5b. We are disciples of Jesus. We must understand that though our main scripture reading is using the example of Elijah and Elisha, we are to only extract the principles from it. Whatever scripture we read, if we do not see the person of Jesus, it means we still do not have the revelation of that scripture, and therefore a veil is still covering our heart. We have scales in our eyes preventing us from seeing Jesus in the scriptures we are reading. Jesus told the Jews that they search the scriptures to get eternal life, and those scriptures they are searching are all testifying of him. But they will not come to Jesus that they might have life. John five thirty nine to 40 They could not see the person of Jesus in their searches of the scriptures. All scriptures must point us to Jesus. The veil that is on their heart, preventing them from seeing Jesus in the scriptures, is only taken away in Christ when we come to him. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 15 to 16. Paul, although he was a Pharisee and studied at the feet of an eminent teacher, Gamaliel, Acts 22, verse 3, as long as he was not in Christ spiritually, he had scales over his eyes. When Jesus appeared to him on the way to Damascus in Acts 9, he was blinded. Scales covered his eyes. God, in a sense, was telling him, Paul, these spiritual scales have been covering your eyes all along. That is why you could not perceive that I am the Messiah. All the teachings of the Bible were pointing to me. If you come to me, these scales will fall off, and then, when you read the scriptures, you will be able to see that they were all talking about me and pointing to me. And when Ananias laid hands on him and he received Jesus, the scales fell off. Paul would now say he was a messenger of Christ, a disciple of Christ. The Pharisees and the rulers of the Jews said they were disciples of Moses, not of Jesus. John 9 verse 28 We are not disciples of Moses either, but of Jesus. Moses himself said God will raise another prophet after him, talking about Jesus. The people shall hearken to his word. Deuteronomy 18 verse 15 Even Moses was pointing everybody to Jesus. We must see Jesus in all the writings of Moses. 
Therefore, we must know that we are not disciples of Elijah or Elisha, but disciples of Jesus. Elisha, when he was made fun of by the children, he cursed them, and two female bears came forth out of the wood and tore forty-two of those children. 2 Kings 2 verse 24 As disciples of Jesus, we are called to bless people who even curse or persecute us, and not curse them, to pray for them. Luke 6 verse 28 and Romans 12 verse 14 James tells us as disciples of Jesus with our mouth we are only supposed to bless people we should not be cursing people because they are made after the similitude or likeness of God James 3 verse 9 to 10 Even eminent disciples of Jesus like John and his brother James thought Elijah was the pattern. So one day they went with Jesus into Samaria and the people there did not receive them. They asked Jesus, should we call down fire on these people to consume them like Elijah did when he called down fire on the two captains and their fifty soldiers sent by the king? Luke 9 verse 54 2 Kings 1 verse 10 to 12. John and James, though they were so close to Jesus, for Peter, John and James were the three disciples Jesus had a deeper relationship with. They still did not have the revelation that they were not disciples of Elijah, but of Jesus. The conspicuousness of a particular disciple of Jesus does not necessarily mean that he has a revelation that Jesus is a pattern to follow. Jesus rebuked them and said to them, You do not know of what manner of spirit you are, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Luke 9 verse 55 to 56 We do not instill fear into people's hearts so that they can receive our message. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 if Jesus was operating like Elijah or Elisha, he would have said to all the Jews and Samaritans, I created you, so all of you serve me, believe in me, or I will command fire to consume you. Thank God that Jesus explained to his disciples that he was the pattern to follow. All the others who came before him were just pointing to him. 5c. Only Jesus can give you the double portion, which is the birthright of the firstborn. Elijah asked Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. The double portion was a portion given to the firstborn child. It was his birthright. Jesus is the firstborn of the creation and the firstborn among many brethren. Romans 8 verse 29 He is the only one who can bestow that blessing and that power upon us. That is why Elijah said to Elisha, You have asked a hard thing. It was not in the power of Elijah to give the firstborn blessing to Elijah or its power. Only Jesus, the firstborn of the Father, can bestow his blessing upon us, for it is his. All kinds of blessings we are looking for are in Christ Jesus. 
When we have undergone this journey with Jesus, we can be assured that he will empower us. Jesus tells each one of us who has been following thus far, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. John 14 verse 1 Elijah ascended to heaven. Likewise, Jesus went up to heaven to prepare a place for us. Elisha saw Elijah being taken up to heaven. Likewise, the disciples of Jesus saw him ascending to heaven. And the mantle of Elijah that had fallen and was picked up by Elisha is the same thing that happened to the disciples of Jesus. The ministry that was once Elijah's was now Elisha's. The ministry that was once Jesus's is now ours. Jesus told us, Just like my Father sent me, I also send you. John 20 verse 21 After Elisha had picked up the mantle of Elijah, he was now able to part the Jordan like Elijah did. Jesus said to us, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. John 14 verse 12 Chapter 6 Need of a Separation in our Christian walk, separation must happen for us to move in the anointing of the person we are following. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. John 16 verse 7 for as long as Jesus was with them, the disciples were not even fasting. Jesus knew that as long as he, the bridegroom, was there with them, they would not fast at all. But when he went away, they would do. Matthew 9 verse 15 They would not even tarry in prayer with Jesus for at least an hour. They would go straight to sleep while Jesus was praying. Matthew 26 verse 40 but when Jesus was taken away from them, they gave themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Acts 6 verse 4 They also prayed and fasted before commending elders of the church to the Lord. Acts 14 verse 23 Paul even says that he was fasting often. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 27 they all learned to fast and pray because Jesus was not there physically to do the praying and the fasting. The mantle or ministry had fallen on them. Jesus taught them how to pray, so now that he was gone, they could put those teachings into practice. When we follow someone who is doing all the praying and all the fasting, he is not helping us, for we will never grow to the full potential God intended for us. When Jesus was around, he was explaining the parables to them and giving them understanding of the scriptures. But once in a while, he would ask them what was written in the law or the scriptures and what was their reading of it or their interpretation of it. Luke 10 verse 26. He wanted to check whether they'd been studying what he taught them and had the proper understanding of those teachings. For when he would be gone, they were the ones who would be ministering the word of God, teaching the people and explaining the parables. When Jesus was with them, he taught them to cast out demons and lay hands on the sick.
But whenever they could not do it, they brought the case to Jesus. Matthew 17, verse 15 to 17. But when Jesus was no longer with them, they had to cast out the demons and to raise the dead and heal the sick. Jesus was so happy that the set of people God gave him was doing greater works than he, for that was his heart's desire. The shadow of Peter was healing the sick and the handkerchiefs taken from Paul's body were healing the sick. Jesus was never intimidated by the miracles performed through the hands of his disciples because the disciples went through the Jordan experience where they died to self. Paul would even go further and tell us that he dies daily, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 31. They were never trying to share the glory with God or think they did it by their own power or holiness, Acts 3 verse 12. They did not receive the worship that was due to him. When people wanted to worship Paul and Barnabas, they tore their clothes to show the people they were, they were just men like them. Any believer who undertakes this journey and learns from all the places where they called, Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, Jordan, and Jordan East, God will entrust him with great miracles, even more miracles than his spiritual father or even Jesus, for that is the will of Jesus. Jesus is a secure leader, not intimidated by the success of his followers. A. Teach the next generation everything you know. Saul was insecure, so he could not handle the victories of his servant David. But Jesus is our pattern, so secure that he taught them all things. He did not hide anything from them. He said, Henceforth or from this time forward, I no longer call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his Lord does, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. John 15 verse 15 In order for the disciples to do the works of Jesus and do greater works than Jesus, he had to tell them everything God told him. We must learn from Jesus and teach people everything we know so that they can become greater than we. Let us not be like Elisha who brought the mantle with him into the grave. He did not pass it on to another prophet like Elijah did to him. Let us not cause the new generation of believers to go through the same difficulties or shipwreck we had. The plan of God is, once he has revealed something to us, he expects us to pass it on to our children forever. He told us the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law or this Bible. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 Not only would our children obey God and serve Him in their generation, but they would be able to perform all the signs and wonders which were recorded in the Bible. Moses taught Joshua everything and passed on the mantle to him. Joshua conquered the promised land and gave the people rest. Jesus did the same thing with His disciples and they turned the world upside down. Act 17 verse 6 God promised Daniel that in our era knowledge shall increase. Daniel 12 verse 4 The secular world has a better understanding of that scripture than believers. For technology is advancing and they go from one breakthrough to another. 
Meanwhile, believers have discarded that word of Daniel. In science, no one tries to reinvent the wheel. It has already been done. But they improve the materials used in that wheel to achieve better performances. Likewise, we should pass on all the revelations we have to the new generation of believers so that they can go where we were not able to. Though God said the secret things belong to Him, He was not trying to hide them from us or our children. 6b. Search out the secret things of God. Once we have passed on all the revelations we received from Him to the next generation, God can disclose the secret things to them. For He said, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Proverbs 25 verse 2 We are kings and priests in the new covenant. God expects us to search out the secret things that were not revealed to our fathers. It is actually honorable to search for the secret things of God. Moses received those revelations when he spent time seeking the face of God and waiting on him. Joshua also had to learn to seek the face of God and to wait on him like his spiritual father Moses did. As Joshua did so, God was faithful in granting him revelations of how to conquer the promised land. Paul was not in the group of the twelve apostles of Jesus. He came to the faith long after the death and resurrection of the Lord. But once he was converted, the revelation of the person of Jesus became his also, and because he was a king, he deemed it honorable to search for the secret things of God. He went into Arabia for three years, where he received by revelation the gospel that he preached, Galatians 2. For the things which God has prepared for those who love him, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, and the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-10 now that we have the Spirit of God in us, if we care to seek God's face because we love Him, His Spirit will reveal unto us the secret things of God. That is why John, when writing to believers in 1 John 1, it was addressed to the fathers, the children, and also the young men and women in the Lord. He wanted all of them to have the same fellowship or communion that they, the apostles, were having with the Godhead. If we have the same communion with the Godhead, we will also be receiving revelations like the Apostles. Chapter 7 Return Journey Jordan East to Gilgal In our main scripture reading, Elisha was able to part the Jordan like his master Elijah did and go to the west side of the Jordan. We see that to receive the anointing, it was not merely seeing Elijah taken away in the chariot of fire, but Elisha made up his mind to finish that journey. The question is, once we have completed this journey, what is next? We are born again at Gilgal. We are in the house of God and have become the house of God, offering different kinds of sacrifices at Bethel. We have a victory at Jericho and know how to fight spiritual warfare. We have decided to die to self so that Jesus may increase in us at Jordan. And now the separation has happened, we have received the mantle or ministry that was upon our master at Jordan East and we are asked to be the disciple of Jesus. What do we do now?
Joshua would always return to Gilgal after every conquest. He decided to dwell in Gilgal as long as there were still battles to fight and lands to conquer. Joshua 9 verse 6, Joshua 10 verse 15, and Joshua 14 verse 6. God has more victory ahead of us. Jericho is not the only conquest God has in mind for us. We need to do like Joshua and come back to Gilgal, not to be born again the second time. No, the Lord talks about circumcising the children of Israel again the second time. Joshua 5 verse 2. The fathers were circumcised, but how come did they not enter the promised land? Because their minds were not renewed. Egypt was still in them, its mindsets and limitations. They needed to renew their minds. That is why the Lord is talking to Joshua about circumcising again the children of Israel the second time. God is talking about the renewing of the mind. If we want to win more battles with the Lord, we must do it again and again. Once we were unsaved and the word of God told us we must be born again, which is, in a sense, the first circumcision. Now that we are born again, the word tells us we must renew our mind and no longer be conformed to the world, which is, in a sense, the second circumcision. Romans 12 verse 2 Joshua and Israel conquered Jericho, but when they went against the small city of Ai, they were defeated and fled before the enemy. Why? Because Achan, having a mind that was not renewed, though circumcised or born again, took the accursed things of the people of Jericho, for he lusted after them. Thus he led all Israel to a defeat and a loss of thirty-six men. Joshua 7 Achan still loved the world and the things of the world. His mind was not renewed. We know this. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 1 John 2 verse 16 They came back to Gilgal and sought the face of the Lord to reveal to them what the problem was. The problem was Achan, the guy who did not renew his mind. Once everybody had renewed their mind, they did not lust after the things and the ways of the world. Then they were able to conquer Ai. God has so much to do in our lives and victories ahead of us. He wants us to renew our mind again and again. The next city to conquer will not be Jericho but Ai and so on. But after every victory we must go back to Gilgal in order to renew our mind some more, back to Bethel to give God the praise and receive new revelations of what the next conquest is, that we may go and fight the Lord's battle where he has gone ahead of us, and back to the Jordan experience where we die to self and receive more grace from God, that divine empowerment. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can think or ask him if only we care to take this return journey with him again and again. The only time Joshua did not return to Gilgal after a battle is when the Lord had given him and Israel rest on every side and then he settled in Shiloh.
Likewise, as long as we are still in this mortal body, we will need to renew our mind daily and take this journey again and again until Shiloh, who is Jesus, comes a second time to redeem our mortal body. Then we will rest with him. We will be like him when he appears to us. 1 John 3 verse 2 May God help us to take this journey every day. Resistance, discouragement and opposition should be expected every step of the way. But we can be confident of this very thing. The God who has begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of the appearing of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1 verse 6 We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Philippians 4 verse 13 Beloved, remember me. Jerry, in your prayers, may God bless us, keep us, and empower us for this journey in Jesus' name. Regards, G.